HBs. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while going off on tangents that the texts remind us about. So let's start off this episode with a Patreon shout-out. Rohani R., you are descended from Himera, the Greek personification of day. You bring light and warmth to everyone you come in contact with. Your sunny disposition and steadfastness give others the stability and comfort they need. But you've got bite as well. Just as the sun warms and nourishes, it has the ability to burn. And just as day takes 12 hours to herself each night, you have the wisdom to give yourself what you need to stay balanced and happy. You can check out all of our bonus content and gifts at patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast. It's a party. And speaking of parties, we have big news. We chose the winners of the KissCon merch design contest. We had such a hard time choosing. All of the designs were absolutely amazing. But congratulations to Stephanie KB, Kate M, and Rachel R. We're going to have the winning designs up in our Redbubble store until April, so make sure to get your merch before KissCon. It's limited edition. All proceeds from this merch are going to be donated to all hands and hearts for their work helping families and communities recover from the earthquakes and hurricanes in Puerto Rico. And now, without further ado, here is part one of The Bollywood Bride by Sonali Dev. Oh, hi, Erin. <laughs> Hello, Melody, Melody, Melody. How are you? I was fine. Uh-oh. And then I found out something about you moments oh, ago. Oh, wow. We're doing it H- in front of everybody, huh? HBs. HBs. <laughs> particularly HB Cole. Listen up. Melody has Aww. not seen the Disney movie musical <laughs> Newsies. <laughs> I've seen... I have seen no. snippets no. of it. There's no, there's no part of it. Or, you have to see it in order. There, there's, there's a rhythm to it. There's like it, a feel to it. Or you maybe I have and I've just forgotten. But no, I no, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way you could have forgotten. I am, oh I am floored by this. Like, yeah, Newsies is such a part of my being that it, <laughs> it blows my mind that anyone in my world has not. It's such, it's such like a touchstone of my soul. Yeah, guys, where this is coming from is this morning. Yeah, Aaron did something special. The early hours of the morning, I recorded a three-hour podcast oh, with God. my friend Cole about newsies and we had to cut it short <laughs> we had to cut it short like near the end oh, cole was man. like hey buddy this is great but i have 17 <laughs> minutes because he had to do something for his godson's birthday or something super lame and unimportant like that and then today all day i've been thinking of shit we missed yeah and, and didn't cover there are so many newsies we didn't talk about oh god we how Ugh. many of them which ones which ones, which did ones you didn't miss? we talk about? Yeah. Okay. Well, we talked about your main newsies. You know, <laughs> your Jack Kelly, your David, your Les. You know, your Mush, mm-hmm. your Kid Blink, Spot Conlon, your sure. Crutchy, Racetrack, your normal newsies. <laughs> and then we're thinking that there's all like there's all these sub newsies we didn't even talk about. 
And there's like there's part, we didn't we didn't talk about the red haired kid that like oh. yells in the beginning. Oh no! There's so many things <laughs> that we missed. And there was a line that like later today I figured out that I've gotten wrong my whole life. Oh, and man. I wanted to talk about it, oh. and I can't because we only had those three hours this morning. It's a romance. It ends with a kiss, so it's Ooh. technically a Heaving Bosoms podcast. So that's right. And Buckle you know in, what? guys. I have Disney Plus. I will make time and I will watch some newsies. You need two hours and one minute because that is the <laughs> runtime. Aaron can apparently do the entire movie yeah. by heart. I including can. like the shot pans too, yes. and then mush breaks in with, and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thoroughly yeah. impressed. She did it for me in a theatrical reenactment before we started recording, and I've never been so upset about not having been recorded. Here's yet. what I want. Here's <laughs> what I need for you and all the other HBs within the sound of my voice to do. Yeah, is to I don't know when this episode is coming out. It could be a month. It could be two months. It could <laughs> be next week. We don't know. We, we don't just know. Yet. Have it in our pocket for when That's I need right. it for my unplanned military stuff. That's right. Listen, I need you to watch this movie before <laughs> you listen to this episode. Will you do that for me, listener? Will you do that for her and me? I am not talking to listener. Oh, you're talking to Melody? Yes. Oh, <laughs> like listener is like kind of a side. A side goal, but my primary oh. goal is Melody watches this movie. Melody is going to watch it. This is my solemn promise to you. And the main reason I'm going to watch it for you is because I still haven't gotten my shit together to watch The Magicians Season 4, even though it's on Netflix. And we still have to talk about that. And it's a travesty no. that I am not a good friend. The Magicians okay? is hands down the best show on television. You've been hands so... Down. You've been um, so patient. The problem is they're but, starting from a place of heartbreak in season four, and I am I having a hard time listen, getting through it. I give no fucks <laughs> if you watch The Magicians or not all of a sudden. Like, as of 15 minutes ago, what? I care about nothing more <laughs> than you watching Newsies. It has to be Newsies. Wow. It's so... It's so the idea of watching it for the first time just blows my mind. Like, I just I just want to watch you watch it. I'm so excited for you. Oh, wow. But you okay. have to pretend that you're 13 years old and I mean, that no all problem. of these boys are so hot. They're all very hot and none of them are 16 and you're 30, whatever you are. One, sure, 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 two. sure. I don't know what you are. I don't actually know either. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm pretty sure I'm 32. <laughs> But just know that okay, and I will. You know what? I'm going to give you a list of newsies that are that are of age. Okay, so okay. That you have All it right. ahead Thank of time. You. That's yeah, real nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you right. won't need it. <laughs> You're going to be like, what are you? What is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we're not here for newsies. We are not. We are not. We have the Bollywood Bride by Sonali Dev. Yeah, we do. And I loved it. Except that it hurt so bad. It hurt so bad. It was such a hurt angst. Ouch. It was fine. Oh. It was not for me. Yeah. It was not for me. Yeah. Oh, no. It definitely was not for you. It's one it of those. Not okay. For me. We have to do a really quick disclaimer at the front because, oh, listener, yeah. this is the hardest kind of book to recap. This is one of the books where, like, nothing really happens plot wise and everything is internal. Like, she looks at the basement door and it triggers a memory from her childhood. And, like, and then she goes back and she goes up the stairs to shower and then it triggers another you know memory from her childhood. It reminds then, me of is Hate to Want You. 
Uh, it's, yes. it's very similar to me in like how the story is told, told because it's like nothing really is happening now. And it's yeah. the same kind of thing but of like people is who were now. together. Yeah. yeah. But people who were together and they have all these memories. Yeah. But it's all in flashbacks and stuff. So it's like, it's hard to recap. It's a hard to recap. Okay. And my other disclaimer, you guys, is that I would have DNF'd this not because I didn't like it, but because it's not a good book for me right now. Mm-hmm. I loved it the writing is gorgeous the emotions are like oceans deep it is beautiful um and like everything that happens is like so vibrant on the page but the heroine is in a really bad mental health place for the first 40 percent of the book the hero just like spits vitriol at her the whole time and she like bottles it up and i am trying not to be in that place right now Mm-hmm. So it was a very hard. And then like by the end I was sobbing because, you know, it's a happy ending, but good fuck, you go through so much to get there and I was literally crying today in my house. I have disclaimers. So, Oof, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental health yeah. issues, yeah. uh eating disorders. Yeah. God, what else? Like I it, it's just everything you can think of. It's a many much in this. In it. So yeah. we I, we're going to try to make this a podcast, a fun, super fun <laughs> podcast that you can listen to and not be triggered if you have any of those triggers. Um, but just right. know those are all in this book. Yeah. And it's it's a rough. It, it gets a little rough. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I, let's do it. So we have Rhea and Vikram. We start in the prologue. She is seven, I think, and he is ten. Oh, yes. And yeah. she has not spoken for a year because she has gone through some very, very serious trauma. And then it was not handled very well by her only caregiver. And now she's in a, like a to- like a stranger's house. Uh, because and we don't really know. Of we don't know any was. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't just know, know about she's that. Mute. Yes. We know that she cannot find her words. Yes. But then this silver gray eyed boy stormy stormy blue, blue beautiful silver, blue gray stormy, eyes blue yeah gray. he's like why don't you come and i'll show you this tree and so that he takes her to this big giant oak that's like very climbable and it's like story very my kind girl. of tree yeah. yes it's very my girl yes. yes and that is a that is a movie that imprinted on me as a Oof. preteen i'll yes. tell you that much Woof. yeah you know what's more fun than that? Newsies. Newsies, no I bet. Newsies. There yeah. we go. So, so they, they go there, it. and yeah. she starts climbing, and he looks at her, and he says, can you teach me how to climb like that? And it's the first time in a year that she has found her words, and she says, yes. And then he says, do you want to be friends? And she's like, yes, definitely, absolutely. And they're going to be friends forever now, mm-hmm. and a pivotal thing in each other's lives. So now, chapter one, fast forward 20 years, I think. Yes. 20 years. Yeah. She's like on her patio. <laughs> okay. This, this, what? I did not understand the architecture of all that was happening. I could, there's so much architecture that makes no sense oh, to me. Because we can no, no, diagram no. out what's going on, what? Yeah, so we should say, sorry, Vikram and Rhea are both of Indian descent. 
Vikram's family lives in the U.S. and they immigrated here and now they live here. I think Vikram was born here. I'm not super sure. And then... Uh, yeah, they live in... Naperville, Naperville motherfuckers! <laughs> that is not the only thing that is from Bully that is also in this book. That's right, Naperville. That's, that's right, the the roughest place in Chicago suburbs. <laughs> also and, the richest place. And so rich and ritzy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's noted more than once that Vikram does not look like he's yes. Indian, which I thought was interesting as a character trait. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't love it. And because, I didn't love yeah. that he had like blue eyes. Like I was yeah. it was hard for me to imagine an Indian man who did not look Indian and also had blue eyes. Well, so I chatted with Ushma about this and a lot of other oh. stuff. Yeah, because I wanted I wanted to oh, get I'm her so gauge on some things. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. I read this book right up until The Wire, and there were a lot of things about the wedding that I was like, fuck, I wish I had time to talk to H.B. Ushma about. Yeah. She just got married and had this, like, this is this all centers around a wedding, and I think yes. she had a traditional Indian wedding. So I'm like, she just did this. She could tell us all about it. Yeah, so she, um, she was like, I because I asked her what she thought about his appearance and, like, the fact that he sounded non-Asian when he was described, even though he mm-hmm. has Indian parents and, you know, it's actually mm-hmm. noted in the book that his new girlfriend is like, Vikram, did you know that's an Indian name? And he right. looks at her and he's like, yeah, my very Indian parents named me after my very Indian grandfather. And she's like, right. oh, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But she sent me a picture of an Indian actor called um, Nakul Mehta. And he is very similar in description. I'm holding it up to the camera for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. But I, but you know what? I just didn't like it because my perspective is always going to be, let's have some hot Asian men. Like, just let them be <laughs> Asian. They can be the usual look of Asians instead of the outliers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That look mm-hmm. more Caucasian, if you will, or, or look more um, ambiguous, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that you can have some some really hot South Asian dudes and have him look like yeah. that. I don't and know. I think I brought some of my baggage to it. Well, this isn't my baggage, but it's like a very formidable part of my growing up where I went yeah. to speech camp and there was there was a girl from Naperville. She was from Naperville. <laughs> Naperville <laughs> motherfuckers. So I was probably <laughs> like freshman or sophomore year of high school, went to speech camp and there was a girl, an Indian girl that was in my like assigned group Mm. at the camp and then there was like another indian girl that was also at the camp but she wasn't in my group so i didn't get to know her i remember her name was puja but i don't remember what the girl's name that was with us and the girl's name or the girl that was with us was light-skinned and she was constantly talking shit about the other girl oh yeah because she had darker skin and she literally called her a dirty south indian oh shit yeah it was it was really horrible no, and not okay. This girl like seemed to be otherwise like nice and funny and like normal, and then she would just get on this rant, that, like yeah. this racist rant against this other girl. And it was the first time in my life where I realized uh, that people from like the same country or the same background could mm-hmm. have this like internal racism about like skin shades. Like right, I had never right, right. encountered that before, and it's so like stuck in my memory. Yeah. But I think when Vikram was described, I just felt like kind of disappointed. That, right, right. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. So anyway, oh, and then Rhea, we should say, is also Indian. She was born, I think, uh, I don't remember where she was born, 
But um, she currently lives in Mumbai and she spent most of her formative years in India. She went to boarding school in India and then she would spend two months a year with Vikram in America for the summer. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like the overall setup. So the architecture, let's get back to it. Oh, yeah. So she's on her balcony. She's currently in Mumbai on her balcony. And I did not know what was going on. She lives in like a high rise. She is a Bollywood film star. She's in her beautiful posh apartment looking out on the city of Mumbai. Mm -hmm. She does a backbend and then looks at the city. Does she do a backbend? (laughs) Yeah. I I think she's she's holding. So she climbs over the railing. She's already over the railing. I don't know. When does she drop her phone? When she's doing the back she, bend? Okay. So I thought she had like, she was doing some kind of like back arch thing to look at the city upside down. And then she was oh. like compelled to like throw the city back upright again. So she like did like this throwing herself forward okay. thing. And then the phone slips out of her whatever pocket or what whatever. Yeah. And hand maybe. I don't know. And then falls onto like a ledge. Another ledge. Right. A, a and then ledge she climbs. Over, yeah. It's over the balcony railing. But like not super dangerous as long as you don't mind heights and so she climbs over the railing and i think she has her hand on the railing and she's reaching with the other hand or something Uh like that to get her phone but then she notices a bunch of flashes from the building across from her and realizes there's a paparazzo there and then he mouths for her to jump yeah uh but also yeah yeah that that's like but also, she looks really crazy in this moment because she was like, was she crying or she something? She was changing, and it was after a long night. She had like like oh, thick yeah, coal around her, her eyes. Boobs got trapped in her dress. Yes, Oof, been yes, there. Yes. Oh, been, been there. There. Yeah. And I don't even have big boobs, but I have. I just have this rib cage. You know, yes. this rib cage is formidable. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, she, he, she was yeah, in, like, these short shorts and, like, a gauzy shirt. So she sees the pictures later, spoiler alert, and, um, like, her nipples are showing and stuff. Like, she's not she's not outside in the public. She's at her house just doing house things, okay? Mm-hmm. And this fucker <laughs> is over there invading her privacy and then tells her to jump. It yeah. is terrible. So then it opens up next, like, on the next day. And, oh, wait, the other thing that happens in Chapter 1 before all of this is that her cousin Nikhil calls because he's getting married in the States and he wants her to be at the wedding. Yes. And she sort of tries to beg off because there are reasons she can't go back to the States and reasons she can't see people there and stuff. It's so messy. She hasn't been back in 10 years. She doesn't know how she even could. Yeah. But then he really convinces Mm. her because he's her favorite cousin or whatever. Yeah, she, he's basically a brother. His mom is essentially her mom. And, and that's like a plot point that made me sob later on. Don't worry. So <laughs> <laughs> then the next day we meet Ty, her maid. And there's a bunch of banter that gives us some background about how she's like this recluse and straight as an arrow. Like she doesn't party. Honestly, she barely eats. And it is. It's it a is, rough. Obvious. How she barely eats. And yeah. the the how she barely eats, I felt it kept happening over and over and over yeah. and over. And she kept being rewarded for it over and over and over and over. Not in the way that she felt, but in the way that she was treated. Like her trainer was like, great job. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you have a heroine like that, that should resolve somehow at the end. Right. And it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure it does. But it doesn't on the page. Yeah. And I really, I really 
again, with my own baggage, needed that one to resolve. Right. Well, so here's the here's the reason I sort of gave it a pass. And that is because I know that there are people who exist in the world who react to moderate to severe depression by losing their appetite. Oh, totally. And so that's certainly what it was depicting. She wasn't purposefully not eating in order to lose weight or stay good for films or anything like that. She was just deeply, deeply depressed. And it's written as unhealthy. Correct. But I feel like if it was any other self-destructive behavior, like if she were self-mutilating or something like that, we would have seen it resolve on the page. Yeah. And Rhea never did that shit again. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure, And and Rhea finally ate a meal at the end of this book and realized how great it was to eat food and have it nourish you. Like just something. I'm sure it does resolve because all her shit kind of resolves at the end. But it's just like. (sighs) But that's also one of the other issues I have with the book is that it just sort of magically resolves instead of her going to some serious therapy. Serious therapy. Thinking about you know some other things mm-hmm. like it seems as though she just magically anyway we'll get to it anyway yeah. so again it's beautiful and i ah oh, i i really really like the book but there there are some problems that i had with it okay so her maid is like telling her that uh, by the time she was 28 like ria she had five kids yeah. and then it triggers this terrible memory about um vikram's mom telling her that you have, you will find someone else to have crazy children with. It will not be my Vikram. Mm-hmm. And she's saying that to like an 18-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And later on, there are other memories where other people like call her the girl that comes from insanity and stuff like that. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's really, really sad. And she's certainly internalized all of it. And then we actually see her on the film set for a minute. It doesn't really matter. It basically just shows us that she hasn't let anyone else get close to her or touch her for like yeah. a decade. This icky guy hits on her. Yeah. And you can tell there, there's something there's something there with right. like icky guys in film. Correct. Like yeah. she definitely has some kind of something she's carrying around with that. Yeah. And then her agent, Big DJ. I, I like love this. Big DJ. Love, I love Big her DJ. Agent. Woo! He was so fun. I love the fact that she was like, yeah, he's real short, but like he fills the room with his personality. And uh-huh. I hear that he's called Big for another reason. I like a book about Big DJ. I read it. Yeah, same, same, same. So anyway, he shows her the photos because they apparently got like messengered to him or something. The photos of her on the ledge. Yeah. And he's like, this is bad. This cannot get out. But don't worry. Mm-hmm. I'll keep the like essentially the blackmailer at bay because this mm-hmm. person is now being like, you can do something about it or I'll send it to the press. Right. And she is worried because she hears that they've also been asking other questions. And she drops that she's worried about people knowing about her murderous mother and she says she doesn't want to cry because she hasn't cried in 10 years. In 10 years, which is crazy because wow. she has like the most depressing life, you guys. She does. Like very depressing. She does. But she knows that. So for her, tears and words are the two biggest indicators of her like falling apart because she loses her words and she can't stop her tears. They like sort of happen in inverse. And so she doesn't want to allow herself to cry because she doesn't want the floodgates to open and to like cry for the next three years or something is terrible Mm -hmm. and terrifying. But this is where we find out about some icky film star background that sounds 
a metric <sighs> fuck ton like rape and then gets sort of complicated, but not at all complicated. It's a lot. Okay. Essentially, yeah, go ahead, Aaron. Here's my major issue. Well, should we tell them book. what happened? Like just the small. Yeah, I guess. So she has like a flashback to I'm going to use the words having sex with. Right. Right. This man and like the things he's saying to her and the things she's thinking make us believe that it's some kind of sexual assault or quid pro quo situation. Right. It turns out that it is a quid pro quo situation that he's essentially saying you can get your big break as long as we basically have sex for the whole time we film. And at the beginning of the book, it's like she's obviously piling it all on herself and like, I'm such a, I'm such a whore. Like, I don't know how to say, you know, that's, that's her mindset. She's dirty and it's her fault and she. Awful exchanged herself for this like cheap fame job sort of thing yeah but then later on we find out that she didn't she didn't have she didn't make an educated choice before being put in that situation Mm -hmm. first it sounds like a rape and then the second Mm -hmm. time we hear about it later on in the book i don't super know where it sounds like she had the choice of i will make you a star if you fuck me and she Mm -hmm. made that educated choice And then later on, we find out that she had already signed contracts that made her incredibly financially liable in a way that she could not get out of saying yes to this situation. And it is well. And then we find out that if he knew more about her, he writes a letter. It's it's rough. But I think maybe it's too early to talk about this. But Rhea has. So many problems. Yeah. One of them is this issue with having exchanged sex for fame. Right. However you want to sort of, you know, talk right. about that. Coercively or, or not. Yeah. Another issue is Victor, Vikram's mother telling her to get lost because she's insane or a child of yeah. insanity, which we've already alluded to. We've got a whole different issue with her mother right. and her dad and and baggage yeah. with that and some big big traumas there major mm-hmm. major multiple traumas in yeah, that yeah multiple traumas traumas from when she was a child traumas from when she was older and traumas from right now yeah so each of these things the thing with the director the thing with his mom or the thing with her parents like the multiple right. things actually with her parents like each individual thing any one of those things could have kept her and Vikram apart oh yeah we did not need all of these things it's a so many it's so much yeah that's all i think i think i would have liked this book a lot better if she would have just picked one thing Mm. yeah it yeah it felt a bit like a pile on if i'm being honest with you okay so then are we going to naperville are we headed to naperville motherfuckers this is naperville yeah are we going down to the track? Are we going to race some cars? <laughs> Not this <laughs> time. Okay. All right. Okay. That's this fine. This time, fine. it's all wedding. All the time, Aaron. All wedding. It's all running through the forest. Oh, my God. It is those so beautiful, much. lush, Naperville Ooh, forests. Naperville-ian forests. <laughs> <laughs> and all that Naperville cuisine they go get. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, they go to the Mongolian barbecue at some point where you, like, get all your stuff into a, a bowl and then they saute it up for you. I fucking love those things. Is that what the... Oh, that, that's right, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Mongolian grill. Maybe it's not a barbecue. I anyway. thought the Mongolian barbecue was the one where you had, like, the red and the green. 
and you moved it. Is that no? That's Brazilian barbecue. That's Brazilian barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oops. Okay. Oh, have we ever sounded more white? Okay. It's so, just different kinds of barbecue. They're all they're all tasty meats. It's a so many barbecues. <laughs> so, but again, I think it might be grill because it's more grill than barbecue. Okay. <laughs> so she is getting ready to like go down and meet meet like there's a party tonight, and so she's putting on her starlet armor and she's trying to make herself the ice princess that she's known as in Bollywood because that's how she's kept everyone at bay is to Mm -hmm. create this ice princess persona which I mean it's not far off from somebody who's just incredibly depressed and go ahead true but that director gave her that nickname because she was like demure and reluctant to do sex with him didn't like having sex with him oh my god you're right how did I miss so he was like Oh, you're such an ice princess. And then he changed her name from her original surname to like a more Western sounding one and then gave her that nickname in the press, which is so super gross. Yeah. Can I read you one of the most devastating lines I've ever read in a book from the last chapter? Okay. (sighs) He, the film star says that she's getting the better end of the deal. And she then says he had been right. Not only had he given Rhea a new name and her first role, but he had pounded every last remnant of hope and innocence from her heart and every last memory of Vikram from her body. Oof. God, it's awful. But like, that's not even true, because her body is all about Vikram all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, when she finally sees him again, but when she's far away from him for 10 years and in her awful depressive hole like yeah anyway so she gets ready and she puts her hair up in a bun because Mm -hmm. she remembers vikram loving to tangle his fingers in her hair snarl it i know and then he snarls it all up (laughs) (laughs) and so she comes down the stairs and she sees him in the foyer talking to someone else and she like immediately has a panic response Mm -hmm. and she thinks about the last time she saw him and the way she saw pain shatter his gray blue eyes Mm -hmm. and she slips away before he sees her and then runs into her cousin and his fiance his fiance jen is a cool story oh i forgot to ask ushma this oh well she was adopted from china and she has two american parents um but she's the one who wanted like the the full-on traditional indian wedding which is really fun um if i were marrying an indian man i would 100 percent want that as well it is so beautiful it is so gorgeous i did not know it took four hours that's i didn't either but it sounds like you get snacks so if you got snacks i think that would be fine (laughs) i think i'd be fine with it yeah oh my gosh though like everything is so beautiful yeah and i loved i loved that in this book i got so much more context for a lot of the ceremonies that i knew about but i didn't know like the deeper meaning Yes. So like when they do the henna and That's they what say, I was going to talk yeah. about too. The shades of the henna. I had no uh-huh. idea. That's so beautiful. Hey, don't worry. I made sure to ask Ushma what her henna told her about her husband. And she was like, my henna turned really dark. Yay. So <laughs> that means that her husband loves her so much and so steadfastly and so <laughs> uh, just selflessly, I'm sure. Yeah, so Ushma's doing great, you guys. The henna said so. I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm pissed now because I have two close Indian friends who are both unmarried besides yeah. Ushma, who's, who yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't know very well when she right. did get married. 
and they have not gotten married and are are both under unbelievable pressure from their families to do so. And so I don't want to pile on. But now (laughs) I'm a little bit like, Get married. Like, I, I know. don't want to go to one of these ceremonies. I, I want to see know all this stuff. one of the tragedies of my life? Hmm. One of my really, really good friends from college got married. And she's Indian and she also married an Indian man. They had the full shebang, complete with, like, like these gorgeous engagement photos. And they had the traditional ceremony and then the reception that was, like, like... multiple dinners. Like, I want So many food. things. <laughs> yeah. But... I couldn't go to it because I was so close postpartum with Valor. She got married in March and I was like still not up for traveling, especially with a newborn and all that shit. And so I feel like I missed a a pivotal opportunity with my my friend. And I can't be the asshole that says to either of these women, when are you, do you think maybe like like, soon you'll get married because they will both punch me in the (laughs) face? And they will be totally justified. <laughs> yes, but at the same time, and just because I want to go to a fun party, but still, I'm, oh, no. I'm very wanting to go to a wedding like this. I and know. This wedding, too, is like a storybook version of this yeah. wedding, too, is like the most beautiful lights and everything they're setting yeah. up. And uh, it just seems like so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I just want to be clear here. I, I mostly was upset about missing her wedding because she's a super close friend and i love her to pieces and like it's fine though it's not because she's a novelty everyone knows you just wanted to see all the beauty and (laughs) eat all the food (laughs) it's fine fine. no one cares although i did really empathize with jen later on i'll I'll get to it when we get to it okay so her cousin tries to show her off and she feels like really weird about it because she doesn't like like the starlet persona she doesn't like people relating to her in that way Mm -hmm. and so she feels it says she feels her tongue go heavy Mm -hmm. so she goes to like fill up a tray of food and in the kitchen this is one of those things right she'd get there's a memory that gets triggered Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. she's thinking about her childhood and she spent every summer here and this is the only place where she felt like herself and then she thought about how when she and vikram started getting romantic and it is totally beautiful i have like so many passages but they would Sneak away into yeah. this basement room that right. is off the kitchen. And the uh, either doesn't have a lock or they never locked it because no one ever goes down there. And she was like worried about it. And he would say, nobody goes down there. It's okay. It's just us. Yes. Oh, so uh-huh. then. <laughs> Oof. So <laughs> then poor Rhea goes down these stairs. Why? I don't know. Just to be She's alone, She's feeling I nostalgic. Guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess. She's also still holding a platter. Yeah. Why is she? That's she what I'm saying. Why is she platter. going down there right now? Like, is it? Yeah. Why does she have the platter? I guess just so she can break the platter. This is a big drama, you guys. She's she in goes a bit down- of a dream state. She's in a nostalgic dream state. Okay. Yes. She's got to. She's revisiting her childhood. She her does years. go down these stairs. That's what she does. She does get to the bottom of these stairs mm-hmm. with that glass platter. Yeah. She does hear and then see Vikram having sex with another woman down there. <laughs> they're heavy petting. They're, they're getting they, close to the heaven of the, the sex. Fuck over a sofa with his hand in her ass. I don't mean in, no. sorry. What by in I meant clasping. <laughs> no, with I like thought a, she was strat no, she was straddling him. She was, was making she? out with him. She was straddling him. And he had her her gangra, I think, oh. pulled all the way up her skirt. So it's pulled like all the a, way up and like, like a couch he saw, that's facing us. That's the and one. He's yeah. sitting on it. And yes, he's that's got the one. his hands in her butt. 
I'm and sorry. Like on the class thing. I just don't <laughs> want anyone to think. Well, she you're saying in. Like, oh, man, <laughs> just in her in butt. butt. <laughs> what? What a chapter two, Sonali Tab. <laughs> <laughs> Him just making a prayer pose in her rectum. That's amazing. Wow. Did I ever tell you about that Christmas party I went to where I saw somebody put their no. hand in the other person's butt? No! no. What are you talking about? <laughs> in the like... other person's butt. What are you talking about? You saw this fisting a at a Christmas party? Yes. So wow. I went to a Christmas party of a friend. I think it was like on Christmas Eve, too. Okay. Which, like, sure. I'm not religious, but like, keep your hands out of each other's no. butts Listen. on the Lord's Day. <laughs> no. this, this sounds like a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> So there was a woman there that had like a dog that was like not a kind of dog that you bring to a party. It was like, I just want you to know that outside of this butt fiasco, she was also like a woman that I was like, "Hmm." because don't take don't take your like overly rambunctious dog to somebody else. Don't take a rooster to somebody else's party. Right. Yeah. In Alaska, it's customary that you bring your dog with you to parties. I've, I've sure this is our culture. However, not a puppy. This was like a husky puppy that was just like. (laughs) And then also she was wearing like this very like Native American inspired dress that Mm. made me very uncomfortable. And she was very white about it. Yeah. And then. okay, so then I'm going to need you to get to the fisting. I'm so it's not fisting. It's just (laughs) it's just fingers. But okay, so she's on the edge of the room. My Mm. friend and coworker and I are sitting on a couch. I think David may have been there as well. I can't remember if David was there, but I know that my coworker was there. And he and I were like sitting on this couch at kind of the edge of the party. Okay. And we were just sitting there quietly sipping drinks, having a nice, quiet, normal Christmas conversation. Yes. Okay. This woman and her date were kind of also at the edge of the party. Sure. They believed that they had their their faces to the party and their backs away from everyone. They had not <laughs> noticed that at an angle, Matt and I were sitting there clearly <laughs> oh, no. able to see their butts. <clears throat> and this woman... I am on the edge of my butt right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just need you to know that. She slips her hand down the back of his pants. And at first, okay. I thought maybe she was just going to, like, cup a cheek. Which is still yeah. weird, I think. Sh- at a public- or, like, give a scratch, maybe? maybe Because can't. wouldn't you just do that, like, on the outside of the pants? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a butt grab. Sure, sure. But then I s- we saw mm-hmm. yeah. the action of, like, an Ooh. in, out, and an around. No. And, like, like a kind of like a, a, a cup, uh, like a... It was 100%. She was fingering his butt. And we were just astounded. Like on so many levels. You're at a, you're at like a 30 person dinner Christmas party. Sure. There are people behind you. Your puppy is right there. There's a puppy. I mean. Also, like he's standing up all the way. Like there's no, there's no like, he's not bent forward at all. Like he's completely. Standing up erect. Did you see her like lick her not finger or penis something? Penis wise, just standing. We were not paying attention until. Sure. I mean, I hear you. Why would I be watching for who's licking fingers in the room <laughs> if I don't know that they're about to finger their partner's ass butthole? Like you it didn't... blew yeah. our minds. We you can never know that there's imminent fingering on the horizon. We could not 
We can't. So then, so Matt and I have seen this thing. We can no longer unsee it. <laughs> so it's, then he it's cleared one your throat of the most loudly. bizarre things that has ever happened to me in my life. Ahem. A few Ahem. days later. No? What? What? You didn't clear your throat no. loudly? We just watched it intently until it walked away. <laughs> what was it? What did his face look like? Did I you couldn't see his, see his face? face. Oh, no. All right. All right. But they look like they were just like casually like Man, in my, to, in my mind's eye cool like i don't know if i'm remembering this correctly but in my mind's eye they were so casual from the front that he may have been just like <laughs> sipping a drink like that's that how so, together I mean, it was that is impressive so matt we can't keep this in like sure sure, we sure. Can't, what is, oh, this information has to go far and wide which is why i'm telling thousands of people about oh, it now. No. so i mentioned this to my friend who's like who is better friends with the person who was hosting this party Uh uh uh-huh i say you're not gonna believe this you know that girl that had that puppy like this this girl who like uh, right i saw this happen and then a few months later she says she was at another encounter with that girl Uh where she mentioned that her husband boyfriend whatever had anal cysts oh no like from that was she treating that? Like, it's just a whole other wrinkle to the story. Oh, no. Was an anal cyst involved? Was but she trying to help you... him with it? Was sure. Is it from the constant public fingerings? <laughs> like, I still can't even believe I'm saying this story out loud. It makes me feel dirty, and I have done nothing wrong. Yeah, and it's like, it's not even like a be ashamed of sex or butt play or no. anything like that. No. It's, it's like... So I, I have a bit of an issue with, you know, like the the voyeuristic or like public kink just because you a are bit? sort of subjecting. We were taken hostage by these people. <laughs> are you kidding me? A bit? Yeah. You are subjecting your kink to unwitting strangers and they did not consent to that, right? I don't even think it's really like even a kink. It's not even abnormal. It's just like, it's just. It's, it's well, kink public. doesn't have to be abnormal. Sure, I know. It's I'm just, just saying, like, I don't even think it's like necessary. The fact that it was a butt is like not even like part no, of this. No, no, of course mean? not. It's like, just like you saw a person get penetrated in front of you without yes. your consent, on and like Christmas. On Christmas. <laughs> I love that Christmas is the sticking point. Yes, and like I would be. I honestly, I'm concerned about the lube situation. How short were her fingernails? I am worried. This is the first time since this happened, like three years ago, (laughs) that I've ever even considered that part of it. So thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, all right. Are we done with this episode? What happened? Oh, because you guys, because I kept saying his hands were in her butt. That's (laughs) the one. But there's like there's a description of how he's like gripping her ass cheeks, so that his like fingers are like. Well, and it's well. You I know, think in there. you said That's in all. because yeah. you're trying to convey that her skirt is all the way up and it's flesh yes. on flesh. Yes, right. And he's it's got not... a good grip on those cheeks. Yes, That's yes. the one. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. So it's like serious heavy petting, and um and so she looks at all of this and just drops the platter. What are you laughing about? I'm laughing at how we took 20 minutes for my for, <laughs> for that story. I know. In this episode, lot. what are we doing? Okay, what all right. What is happening? She shatters the platter. <laughs> she does. Everywhere. And, and Vikram 
just kind of like wants Ooh. to keep going. Look, he looks up at her and he's all hazy. He can't break the spell of the sexy things they were doing or whatever. But then he meets her eyes and his gaze completely changes. It says their gazes melded into each other, locked in place, stripping bare everything she had struggled 10 years to forget. And then his eyes hardened. Remembrance slid like molten lava over the naked vulnerability she recognized like her own breath and turned it into such unadulterated hatred that Rhea gasped and took a step back. Mm -hmm. Oof. Yeah. So then, so Mira... I mean, hashtag justice for Mira. Yeah, Mira. Mark. Super sweet, super regular. Just pulls oh. that skirt down. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like, oh my gosh, I'm so oh my sorry. Gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm Mira. Yep. I, Vikram said, no one ever comes down here. It's just us. It's Oof. just us, Oof. he said. Oof. Oof. Um, and I didn't, I'm so sorry. How awkward. Like, yeah, like, why don't you, I'm going to help you clean Please up don't things. tell all the aunties. <laughs> yeah, because they'll have us married off. And then uh-huh. he's like, maybe the aunties should have seen. And she's like, is that a wedding proposal? And he's like, are you saying yes? And she's like, oh, he's so cute. And she and Rhea is just like quietly picking up things, trying to get out of there. Yeah. And she keeps on thinking that maybe he's worried about like her hands. But then it turns out he's worried about Mira's hands and he's yeah. making this big show about being like super chivalrous toward Mira. And then she's like, Mira says, oh, aren't you Vikram's cousin? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, we're not cousins. Mm-hmm. And which like, if you're reading this hashtag cousin stuff could yeah, be. Because they kind of are because her they cousin have, is his cousin, but it's yeah. like a marriage cousin. But it's like, like they, a, they but are they cousins though. they technically are like third cousins, I think, or something. They had done been cousins. They Any- are cousins. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> because that's clarified like several times in the book, but it like is. they are though but cousins. cousins. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so he, it, she's like, oh, but didn't you guys grow up together? Like, weren't you, weren't you weren't friends you like, or something? Yeah, weren't you friends? And then he says, we were nothing. We were we know nothing. We were nothing. HBs. We were nothing here's hashtag bing bong bong mira's perspective time i know right this is a bing bong bong that's gonna come back if you're Mm -hmm. mira yeah you're nice this woman's like totally clearly flustered more than just a regular person who saw people making out would be flustered and then he coldly his eyes turn black from blue red black (laughs) and he's like we were nothing (laughs) you've got to be like oh so So she's his long lost love 100 either she murdered someone he loved (laughs) or he loves her one of the other but it's it's pretty clear later on that mira has a hard time seeing anything outside of herself including but not limited to mira justice for mira (laughs) how dare you no at the dinner they have later on he's like clearly upset and she's like not picking up on any of his no i guess they were minute we'll talk about it when we get there but (laughs) mira was was the only normal person at that table (laughs) that's true (laughs) that's true anyway okay so she goes up the stairs and like apologizes and then she can hear them start canoodling again. And Mira's yeah. like, V, get off me. She hasn't even closed the door. And he's like, I want her to hear. Me. Yeah. He's like, why would I care? Ah, I would be I would have alarm bells as a girlfriend just that he was treating anyone like anybody, this, yes. let alone somebody who she should know and love in his family. Right. 
Absolutely. But then he does a big sexy on her and she sees hearts in her eyes and then they, I think that they bone down there probably, you guys. That's probably. probably what happens. Yeah. Okay, so then she does a big dramatic run out oh, into God. the icy, icy darkness. It's like, <sighs> I think it's October in Maperville again. I don't know, but it's fucking <laughs> I'm cold. telling you, across town, bully is happening. <laughs> it's like, true. <laughs> okay, so she's so like, she like she strips runs. off her heels for three hours no 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 we're not there yet that's just where she no she just goes crying out to the oak tree that they shared oh okay all right sorry then we find out that when they were like 21 and 19 he was chosen to go on this research trip to brazil but they had decided that they were gonna like be together right afterwards and like Mm -hmm. be in college close together and then spend the rest of their lives together basically Mm -hmm. they essentially were like yes we're affianced now Mm-hmm. And during this, he try he talks about trying to like hook up with other people while at mm-hmm. school because his friends pressured him to, and how he just couldn't because he couldn't could only it. ever see himself There's with her. Only Rhea. It is such a romance. It is. And so she returns to the house, tear stained. Her she has frostbite on her toes. I'm certain of it. Although it never comes back. You can't get frostbite in Naperville. She- Come on. She taught. Stop it. In Chicago? I was there during the polar vortex. Take it the fuck back. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> Natalie MMM about this, but I. <laughs> I do not think she has a frostbite from her little outside run. She talked about frosty fucking grass or something. It's a cold. Okay. No? Did I did I project this onto the text? <laughs> no, I think she talked about frosty grass. I'm just saying I don't think she got frostbite. Like, frostbite's extreme. Come on. That sounds... Ex- anyway. All right. So... She returns to the house and we get to meet the Auntie Brigade. They are wonderful. They are mm-hmm. effusive and darling and they're self-deprecating and it's just so cute. And then they force feed her rice and it is on the one hand adorable and on the other hand concernicus. Mm-hmm. So she like doesn't eat it and throws it away and like covers it up. It's rough. Yeah. And then um, she gets some art stuff out and there's this whole art subplot that I don't even want to talk about except the fact that she sort of did an art, but she got in trouble. It's very So like (laughs) when she was when she was having some mental health crises in her youth and she couldn't talk, somebody gave her as like a tiny child. Yeah, Yeah. they were like she was like seven and on at boarding school, Mm -hmm. and somebody gave her some paints. And yeah, because they thought that maybe she could paint her words instead of saying her words, and she painted some real dark shit. Like she was asked to paint a bird, and instead she painted like a murder. Yeah, she painted like shit that kids paint after a serious 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 devastatingly yeah. awful trauma and instead of getting her some help they said take the paints away and then they punished her which is and not funny i realize i laughed but it's just so dark yeah and then he just like to. he just switched boarding schools so that that professional would no longer know that his child right. had issues right and they just hit it so so also I did ask Ushma about this as well, because I was like, you know, there's certainly some mental health stigma here that, you know, is getting better and people are trying to fight against, but it exists still. Is it more serious? Because it seems like very intense from Mm -hmm. the text in greater Indian culture, you know? Mm -hmm. And Ushma said that after reading the book, she can attest that this is 100% spot on. Oh, she read the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. And her explanation was that because the culture is so rooted in tradition and religion, 
that everything needs to be sort of like explained tangibly. And so a lot of times mental health issues and crises get explained as like a curse or punishment for something you did in a past life because mm. it makes sense in relation to Hinduism and and other religions that exist there. Mm. Or at least other religions that are baked into the culture. Obviously, Christianity and everything also exists there. I I feel like I can I can see this happening though in any in any you know like oh yeah, you know, sweeping. I don't think it's a uniquely Indian thing no, or whatever. Like I can see anyone not. in any culture being like, "Ooh, our seven-year-old drew something scary. Yes. Hide it, hide it, hide it, and sure. get her away from that teacher." Which is no good. I'm not saying this is like a good. Thing, no, 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 no. But no. man, this is like everywhere and everybody. Like it definitely is. children's mental health stuff. Yeah, when I talked to her about it, I was more like I was just really shocked by how adults talked to a tiny child yes. and maligned her for being like a child of insanity and like how she's gonna have her her she's cursed you know all of mm-hmm. that and i was like i i have a hard time thinking about a scenario in which that would seem okay mm-hmm. but it, it yeah. does make sense this quote-unquote child of insanity stuff does seem really specific right right exactly yeah anyway so yeah so then vikram when she came there she was like sketching and he was really interested in it. She was like, don't tell drawing anyone I was drawing. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because in her brain, drawing will get you sent to another place. And she right. loved this place. It was the only place she felt safe. Mm-hmm. So instead, he just um, snuck her paint supplies. Put them in their little attic place above yeah. her closet. And they're still yeah. up there. She climbs up there and she sees them. Yeah. So then the next morning, she goes downstairs to drink some warm water and do a actress breathing exercise that is a trainer thing i don't know this felt very kundalini to me <laughs> it did oh it did yeah so i don't know if it's like an a tra- well it was a, t- a thing her trainer said to do but i think mm-hmm. i've actually done this breathing exercise yeah nah. anyway. now that i think about it yeah so she drinks a bunch of warm waters and then she does like the thing where you like pull your stomach up into your rib cage mm-hmm. and you go <laughs> like yeah and then Vikram is like, here I am, there, eating cereal. cereal. How did she not hear the crunch, crunch no of the cereal? Idea. I have no idea. Because she was going, Yeah, that's true. Um, so I, this, yeah, he's so mad. He's so mean. And I was just like, what could this bitch have possibly done to you, Vikram? I know. That you were this mad. And then... When I figure out all the shit this bitch has done to Vikram, I'm yeah. like, you know what, Vic? Just cut, cut, cut and run. Like, you don't need to be, you don't need to be wow. trying to get Rhea back the many no, times that you do. No, they're meant for each other. They're they faded. are, it's... and I'm so happy Vic did, but. But wow. But it's a big wow. All the yeah, shit like, she did to here's him. Here's the thing. So not only all the shit she did to him, but also all the shit she went through. It was like. 98% of the book mm-hmm. where we finally got with it all clicked making in. the decision to be with him and yeah. even that felt like 
I'm so surprised we got here. Yes. You know, like, God, everything seems so insurmountable, Erin. It was such a big angst. This is a book where I needed them to, like, make the decision and then have not an epilogue, but a final chapter of happiness. Right. Because I I didn't, like, super believe the HEA, like, that they had this long conversation. They're like, and we're going to be together. I'm like, are you, though? I know. Because... Yeah, because it sounds like she changes her mind every three seconds. Yeah. And it sounds like her very ingrained self-hatred and generational hatred is something that is going to take years of therapy Mm -hmm. and not just your penis (laughs) to overcome. Even though it does seem like a good one. It's a real good one, (laughs) you guys. Oh, boy. Um, Well, and speaking of how good his penis is, during this conversation, like, they do a lot of, like, back and forth, and he's, like, trying to shrug at her, and she's, like, mer. But then it finally devolves, and she realizes that, like, he just got home. It's, like, four or five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, yeah, I was taking Mira home, and I was hanging out with Mira. Things are never boring with her. She's really fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And she goes, mm-hmm, it looked like you weren't super bored last night with that giant fist full of ass. Mm-hmm. And then... She says, you didn't even wait until I was gone to start up things again. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, what can I say? It's a gift. It didn't take me very long to rev you up. But, oh, no, I'm sorry. That wasn't just me. That was any man. Oof. And it is a hurt. It is a big hurt. And at the time, I was like, Vikram, I don't know that you're going to get me back from this. Yeah, Vikram. You are a big hurt and a big asshole. But you're you a did. Big, you're a big lash out. Rhea did a big deserve this, I yeah. think. So <laughs> she did. <laughs> Sorry. And she had the best of intentions, but like she was looking at it through a huge lens of self-hatred and hopelessness. And, and immaturity. She was too immaturity. young for all so the young. things that happened to her. Yeah. So she like wants to go after him and tell him off because she's like, that's not true. I have since that guy who coerced me. And, you know, his name was is awful. Ved, everyone. His name is Ved. Ugh, I kind of like. No, it's oh, Vade. is it Vade? Yeah. Oh. That's how the auto- audio book person said it. <laughs> what, what, is, what is about me in my life that I like the name <laughs> Ved, but I don't like the name Vade? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is my brain and ears? Like, what? Anyway. I was disappointed anyway. to find that out. Okay. Well, it might be Ved. I don't know. It could be a different pronunciation. Yeah, whatever. So she's like, but no, I haven't let anybody else touch me since then because I've it, my life looks glamorous, but it's fucking awful. Yeah. But she doesn't. And then that triggers a memory of him getting beat to shit by Vade's bodyguards. Beat to shit by beat. Vade's bodyguards. Beat. Super fucking beat uh. up. Like, wow. And he guys- apparently comes back from Brazil after his eight weeks and is like, where Rhea? Gonna marry Rhea now. Yeah. And have plan. And they're like, she's gone. She do movie now. Yeah, can and, you imagine? Oh, can you Cause, imagine? Because he was totally incommunicado him? on this fucking farm in Brazil. Yeah. And she has she has said yeah. nothing to him. Not he a goddamn thing. He's ready to marry his marry the her. love of his life. And it's childhood like, sweetheart. Sorry, Vicky. She's fucking this director now in exchange for fame. We're going to beat the shit out of you. For even coming near her. Yeah. What? And then you don't see her 
for 10 years. Also, I don't mean to add this on because it's like super trivial, but in my brain, it like adds a lot of insult to Andrea. Injury. He comes from Brazil to Naperville and is like, where are we at? Question mark. They're like Mumbai exclamation yeah. point. So then he go to Mumbai. Yes. And then gets the shit kicked out of him and then is expected to like go away again. Yeah. So like that. And I don't that buy 22 hour plane trip. That he's incommunicado in Brazil. Like she this is a send a goddamn carrier pigeon. That you would not, I, you were engaged to this man and you have decided to burn it down. Like, burn it, it the fuck down. For, for not a very good reason, in my opinion. From our very Western view. Yeah. Sure. I, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if it's different. I don't know. I, I feel like, oof, yeah, I don't know. We'll get to it, I guess. But I, yeah. I felt like not, not a good enough reason. This is the only person, him and his mother are the only two people that have ever loved and taken care of her. No, not his mother. Hmm. Oh, his Nikhil's auntie. mother. Yeah, but you, yes. the, you know, this this little right, arm right, right. of the family that she's burning down. Those are the only people. Yeah. I I just don't know. I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, so yeah, he, he can say anyway, whatever the fuck he wants to her. I'm good. Like, I'm good, Vicky. I know. Whatever I know. you want to do. It was tough. So, well, and then, and like she knew she did, she basically white fanged him. So <laughs> he comes, he's beaten up to hell. Yeah. He's like, what is going on, Rhea? We're getting married, question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she like, on, boy, get. she lets Vade like drape his arm around her. Mm-hmm. And oh my she God. like, she says that this is a dream come true. And why would you get in my way? We find out way later in the book. We don't find that out yet, but I'm telling you right now, listener. Mm-hmm. It's like a big awful. It's and so whew, she is. Wow, I can't. Yeah, but then she gets punished by the movie star, her co-star, because it says that he went from thinking that she's just like greedy and opportunistic to thinking she's ruthless and a man eater because uh-huh. she broke this kid's heart. Yeah, and so it says that he made her pay, like yeah, on her knees and bent over a couch and stuff. He made her pray, right? No, 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 pay. I think like, I read that pray. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what a weird thing to make somebody do. Make her pray. Yeah, I definitely read that pray. Like, get on her knees and pray over and over. And I'm like, what a weirdly religious rapist. Um, <laughs> not, not that, like, but I bought it. I'm like, people are mean and cruel in their special ways. Yeah. But yeah, that's, what, that's definitely what I thought it said. Yeah. And she says that she took it because she thought she deserved it for selling her body for a role in the biggest movie that year and not having anything else to sell. Oof. Is he a director or a co-star? Because I keep calling her co-star. I thought he was a director. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So then the next morning, Aaron, take it from here. Is this chapter 18? For a run. No. No, we're only in like chapter four. Oh, good. Because I only have notes from chapter eight. We're in chapter seven. Okay. No, she She, goes. Oh, gosh. Bing, bong, bong. Big, big, long run. Three hour run. Don't do that. Don't listen. Especially if you haven't used anything in four years. I believe that I hear. Listen. Hi. Okay. I'm here. She hasn't eaten anything. I get I get that what she's doing is like punishing herself. But right. could you run for three hours straight 
regardless of what your mental intentions were. She's in good shape. She goes running regularly. But that's longer than a half marathon. She's a Bollywood actress. That's so many of That doesn't mean she's a distance athlete. That's true. That's true. I'm just I, saying she is in good shape. I mean, she it's not like she went from herself. I don't know. I just this was a this was a big oof for me. And yeah, this so could she, have been like a 15 mile run minimum. Yeah, and so she yeah. she does a big injure, and she gets a big cramp, and then Vicky's just like there. Yeah, so he's hanging out by her tree, their yeah. tree, and apparently he was looking for her, so he went to the tree, and she ended her run by the tree or whatever. And he's immediately Concernicus because obviously because he's a doctor or she thinks he's a doctor. She thinks he's a doctor, you guys. Oof. So then, oh wait, I lied. This is when this happens. Oh noes. <laughs> okay, forget that. She goes for a regular run, you guys. So much run. And and then this is where she sees Vicky playing with the kids. And then oh. somebody mentions V learn and how much they learned and burp 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 burp. And she sees him happy for the first time and burp burp burp. And then she has breakfast with her family, burp, burp, burp. and uh, they talk about this new project they're really proud of him about, but don't get any more specific or whatever. And then, oh, yeah, and nobody in their family knew about her and Vikram. Like, Nikhil knew, but Uma doesn't know, Uma Atya doesn't know, Vijay Kaka doesn't know, nobody knows. Which is crazy, because if you're in the same room with these two, you know. Because it gets real weird real fast every time. <laughs> in either direction, it yes. either gets real weird and awkward and vitriolic uh-huh. or it gets real weird and like maybe i'm gonna finger your butt right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the, like i can imagine any room they're in everybody just like quietly pieces out so the idea that like no one knows because like mira knows now and she's known yeah, them for 10 mira. minutes so like, right yeah so then she flashes back to the mom saying more stuff about you know not leeching off of her son or whatever and then she Mm -hmm. thinks like she thinks um she's okay though because no one has helped her with the asylum bills and she didn't ruin his life so like she did one good thing with her life and we're like asylum bills what's going on what's yeah what's what's happening there can you tell me about asylum and she's like no it's gonna take 200 it's gonna be another more 200 pages okay yeah what happens next beautiful but very confusing flashbacks okay they're not confusing. They're just like, give me more. And that's what kept me riveted. I was you know? confused. Aaron, okay. Aaron was confused. <laughs> well, because here, I, I kept thinking this was all one tragedy and not five tragedies. Oh my God. I just kept I being mean, like, what does the asylum have to do with low. the rapist? Which has to do with the, you know, like I couldn't piece it all together. And it turns out it's unrelated. Yeah, yeah, completely. Well, kind of. So then her agent wants her to do an action script and uh, she's like, I hate them because um, pain and blood and hurt should be kept for real life. And mm-hmm. which is like, oh, God, Rhea. Rhea. Oh God. Rhea. Rhea, my darling. You're in a bad mental health spot, Rhea. Yeah, it's bad. But then she wants to get rid of him. So she's like, yes, I'll focus. I'll, I'll read the script or whatever. Then. She goes to Jen and Nikhil's house to help Jen try on her couture saris. Her designer, you guys, made Jen some saris for her wedding. And this is the moment where I was, I understood where Jen was coming from. Because she looks at them and she's like, oh, fuck, I wanted this traditional Indian wedding. But like, I don't know anything about these garments. 
Mm. Like, and so when I got the invitation to I'm my so friend's I'm so excited wedding, to hear about this scene for the first time because I was just like, trying on clothes for 50 <laughs> pages? No. <laughs> so tell me everything, Melody. Oh, okay. She goes to the house and she gets out the saris. Jen has like a mini meltdown and she's like, I can't do this. Like, how am I going to get used to this in 12 days for the wedding or whatever? And Nikhil is trying to comfort her and tell her she's beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And Rhea's like, you're a surgeon like this is millions of people wear this and you like fix kids with surgery Mm -hmm. so like you can do this i do remember that part anyway yeah so she sends nikhil out and they do like this whole adorable fashion show where ria puts on one sari and she puts on another one she shows her how to uh, plead it and do the whole thing and then she's like showing her how to like be the siren and then be the blushing bride and then like they're prancing around and it's really cute it's a big lady love there's like apparently like a part you can pull on it that's just like a part and if you pull it it like makes it the whole thing changes that's yeah it's the part that goes over the shoulder why am i blanking on what it's called i don't know either down but like the 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 way this is described is just it's it's nuts it i i really want to try it yeah Yeah. (laughs) i know well, but it's also really daunting. So when I got this um, invitation to my friend's wedding, they were like, Indian dress for the ceremony at all is optional for everyone. Uh-huh. Like, if you want to do that, then sure. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to, but I don't. Oh, God. No, what I want is you know? this exact experience. I want exactly. somebody who knows what they're mm-hmm. doing to put it on me and then show yep. me how to pull the, the toggle to make it yes. sexy and less sexy. And then right. I can have that little toggle thing all night to be like, sexy uh-huh. time, less sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I want the exact gen experience. I would yeah, also like great. that person to be a movie star that helps I me would out. love that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah. So she has one of Jen's saris on, and it's like too small. She's got many more busticles than Jen does. And so mm-hmm. it's like just under her titties. And it's a whole, and she's much taller than Jen, so she's showing a lot more midriff. And then there's a knock, knock, knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Someone's at the door. <laughs> Are you knocking? <laughs> and so she runs over. It's like Vikram. joking. Well, she thinks it's Nikhil. So she's like yeah. joking with Jen. And then she opens the door. OMG, it's Vikram. It's and Vikram. then up pops Mira. Mira. And she's like, hey, girl, you look right. so good. You look so I'm a bright ray of sunshine. Yeah. And so she's like, OMG, I'm showing all of the skins and Vikram. Oh, yeah, like, he does a heated off her gaze. shoulder, like right at that uh-huh. moment. The sari's like, get me yeah. off of here. I'm not supposed to be on you right now. You're supposed to be naked. He's with this yeah. man. Vikram's right there. My clothes in should melt her off. Whole body, his eyes, oh, does like, go all over her like body. A, like a thirsted man. Like a, he drinks like a starving. What's the. No. <laughs> Just, just let it be what it is. I'm going to let it go. Yeah, just let it, yeah. <laughs> just let yeah, it be. Yeah, totally. Um, so, and then he probably says something mean. Yeah, it's like that. Well, he just doesn't say anything. He just like stomps past her. And he's that like, sounds right. Didn't know you were here. Er. So then Jen tells Mira, because Rhea had been looking at this beautiful art and it looked like it was like, like joyously danced mm-hmm. across the page by the mm-hmm. artist and it looks so free and open and beautiful. And then Jen's like, hey, Mira, Rhea really liked your paintings. And Rhea's like, oh, my God, she's everything I can never be. Ew, yeah. no. And Mira is so so open and kind and wonderful. She's like, yeah. oh, Rhea, like, yeah, these are great. But, like, you're an artist, too. You must understand right. what it's like to be an artist. 
And Rhea thinks she's talking somehow about her secret attic paintings. I don't know yeah. how. Yeah. And she freezes well, and gets all sweaty. That, I think she thinks that Vikram might have told her. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe shown her, her, her like secret attic paint. I don't know. But, right, I don't and then know. But that can't be true because she had no idea who she was. I, I don't know. Whatever. Right. Anyway. But, and then Vikram's like, she's talking about your acting, you fucking moron. He doesn't say that right. part. And, and she's Mira's like, oh, like, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm talking what about your acting. else would I be talking about? I'm just right. nice and normal. And why won't anyone else be? Please. <laughs> yes. yes. So then she's like, how did you get your start? Like, were you oh, discovered right. in a mall somewhere or something? Right. And Rhea thinks to herself, yeah, it was like that. Except instead of a mall, it was my father's funeral. Mic drop chapter dun, end. Dun, dun. <laughs> she's so good at this mic drop chapter ending situation. But I mean, it doesn't even really matter that it was her father's funeral. It was like somebody knew somebody who knew somebody who knew Ved. And Are then- you kidding? I recoiled on the page. I was like, father's funeral? I did, but she then got the me. next page, it doesn't <laughs> even matter. It doesn't even matter that it was her father's funeral. Yes, it does. She thinks the, the next place is a flashback of her telling us how she got discovered at her father's funeral i guess uh, yes but like the fact that that was the place that it happened matters not oh the fact that it happened after her father died and she needed to pay for the asylum and that it was like uh, somebody's friend of a friend of a friend matters but like the fact that it happened there is like not i don't know it was a big dun 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 for me it was it was but then it didn't pay off (laughs) so it's like her dad's friend of a photographer of somebody knows Ved and like wants her to go there and like meet him so that she can be in in the pictures. Yeah. And he says that that Vade personally picks oh, each one Vade. of the girls he yes. co stars with. Oof. And she's like, oh cool, not knowing that what he meant by co star is fuck for the duration of the film. Mm-hmm. And it's a big yuck. <sighs> and then it says, oof, the production house is looking for a new girl. And he tells her Someone who combined innocence and sex appeal. Vade had told her later that was industry speak for a young girl with big breasts and empty eyes. She had been a perfect fit. Ugh. Oh, yeah. And this is where we find out that by the time she knew she had already signed both contracts for both the film and for the very, very, very expensive asylum. Right. So there was no way that she could say no in her mind. Right. Except that. Vikram is a legit millionaire. He would have helped her pay for the asylum, but that would have been exactly what his mother said would happen, I guess. So like, God damn it. God damn it, everyone. And then he would know about her sordid history in her brain, her quote unquote sordid history. It's a whole thing. I just, I just don't see where (sighs) she thinks that Vikram, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it was a good reason. I just don't. She, she's coming from such a deep, place of self-hatred and deserving the worst and depression and it's you can't think like you won't think emotionally logically if that makes sense in that state you know what i mean it's just so that was yeah that was one of the hardest things because everything god it felt so so oof and so it was hard to be in her head but it also felt so right Mm mm-hmm Every one of her thought processes, I was like, yeah, that tracks. And like, that's not a place I want to be in right now. Um, so uh, she comes back out and uh, now they're all planning 
to go to dinner together and she's like i don't want to okay. be the fifth wheel to this yeah. nonsense but and she she's getting is, a migraine and it is a big crazy okay so <laughs> during yeah she yeah she's getting a migraine during this this dinner at some point it comes up like Rhea, why are you single? Because you're so beautiful. I think Mira is saying it because Mira is nice and normal. And she's like, yeah, Rhea, you can't be single. There's no way you're cool. And you know, you're so pretty. And Vikram says, maybe it's because looks aren't everything. And that yeah. makes everybody at the table real mad because it's a big insult, Vikram. It's and it makes you nice. seem like a lunatic. That you right. said something this mean <laughs> out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's well, like... Because also, it's like a Jekyll and Hyde moment. Because up until this point, he's been incredibly solicitous of Mira. He's been like plastered to her side. He's been doing all the PDA. Mm-hmm. He's been like up in her. He's been telling them like, at first it was Mira- Mira's art that drew me. But then I've never met anyone so open and so uncomplicated and so loyal. And so he's been sending barbs at Rhea that only her, mm-hmm. him, and Nikhil open, know. Open, uncomplicated, bar- loyal. Like, fuck ooh. you, Vikram. But, but also, all also, the girls. I get it. I get it. I understand yeah. Vikram and you can do yeah, whatever you I want. So then, so then the girls, they all come to hit. Here's yeah. the thing. Vikram, Jen is like, what the fuck, Whatever man? you want. In the privacy of a conversation between just you and Rhea. Say whatever you... Send her the meanest texts you can. But right in front of all these people, it makes you look like a lunatic, Vikram. Because also, uh, apparently, you're a stranger to her, according yes, to what you just said to Mira? Yeah, Mira's got to be... Bing, bong, bong, Mira perspective with Aaron. I know. He said Mira he doesn't so know her. Confused. She was nothing to him. He wants to fuck in front of her. Now we're at this thing. <laughs> and he's like grumpily like, looks aren't everything about you it. You have it's to like, bring more to the table. Mean. And so the girls are just like, wait, whoa, Rhea's great. She's not just looks. And like, yeah. then they kind of rehabilitate from that. And then Mira's like, oh my gosh, while you're here, in Naperville, I will set you up with my brother, Sanjay? Yeah, Sanjay. Okay, for some reason, I thought that was also that director's name, so I couldn't remember. And so no, she's like, Sanjay. He, oh, yeah, Samir. And she's like, "That he's great. You're going to really like him. He's super cool. And, like, the ladies right. all say he's handsome. And she's like, oh, well, I don't have a lot of time. Like, she kind of demurs from it. Yeah. And then, like, oh, my God. Victrum loses He does shit. a big freak out yeah he's like don't you dare basically don't set her up with anyone he's like mira she just said she doesn't have time no man should have to deal with this fucking shit yeah because she's a monster uh, basically yeah and so she does a run outside Mm -hmm. yeah obviously yeah if i'm here i'm like Vic, this has been a great two months and you seemed great on paper, but you are now turning into a crazy monster man, and it is right. done. <laughs> well, it I will done. say, I was, at this point, I was a little bit weirded out by Mira, simply because the way that they were with each other, the way that their family related to them, I got the impression that they were together for like, I don't know, a year or so. Mm-hmm. You know, like they had an established relationship. Mm-hmm. Also, I misinterpreted Mira's toast at this dinner. And I thought that she meant, here's to finding your true love. I thought she was talking about Vikram, not Jen and Nikhil, which I don't, you know, that was a misunderstanding on my part. 
But then when I find out they've been dating for a month, I was like, oh my God, she's a nutter butter. No. But she's not. She's, she's not. not. No. I mean, she does talk about like, oh, she found a great guy and stuff. Because another yeah. thing that happens at that dinner is she says she's found, a, you know, she wishes for Rhea to find a great guy like she has. Right. And Rhea's like, yeah, I'd like that too because all the men I've ever been with are jerks. Yeah, because he's been saying things like Mira is so uncomplicated and loyal yeah. and stuff. All right. So like, but, okay. I mean, Rhea, you don't really have any room to talk <laughs> like, at all. Like Anyway, so he follows her out into the alley and he's like, and she's like about to throw up because the migraine and the terrible emotional trauma she just went through and all of that. And he's trying to comfort her and then Nikhil comes out and he's like, get the fuck away from her, dude. Like, uh-huh. I will handle this. Bye. Mm-hmm. So Nikhil takes her home and this is where she does the three hour run. Sorry, I jumped the gun. Everybody. Isn't this where Nikhil tells her to like just stay away from Vikram? Though? No, that's after. Oh, okay. That's okay. after she recuperates. Oh, she does this three hour run, you guys. We've yeah. already talked about it. It's a terrible idea. And then she finds him. He's by the oak tree. He nurses her calf back to health. Yeah. Her pulled calf. Right. And then like she can't walk. And so he like carries her. And that's a big well, carry. They do come to the conclusion. He's like, I am here waiting for you because I can't do that to Mira again. I can't mm-hmm. hurt her like that again. I can't keep having these outbursts. I've been a, a crazy, malicious, terrible person since you arrived. Yes. I We need to be civil because this needs to be about Nikhil and Jen. Yes. And she's like, yes, I completely agree with all of that. Then there's like this this running joke that starts about her having talons that sink her teeth sink into men and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't super remember how it happens, but it happens, and they start laughing, and it's like sort of nice. Ha ha ha! You're a succubus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a harpy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then they're about to go home. And she falls down because yes. very similar to right after I ran my first and only half marathon, my legs felt like they weren't attached to my body anymore. <laughs> they were all numb and stuff. And so she falls right the fuck down. <laughs> and then he carries her. Does a big carry. Yeah. And the whole time he's like, we're going to be civil. And that's why I'm carrying you. Just focus on the pain. This will be over soon. Like our body proximity will be over soon. Well, she does like protest to the carry a lot. So I think that's what he's responding to. I'm just saying that it's like it's still a big angst is what I'm saying. Yes, big angst. Big angst. Yes. That's all I'm saying. So then the family takes care of her. Everybody's really fucking mad. She sleeps for days. For days. Yeah, she sleeps for two days. I just can't imagine any situation that doesn't involve a coma where I'm asleep for two days. She also had said that she hadn't slept for 40 hours before that since she arrived because she's been such a depressed angst. Yeah, I know, but it's just like... getting Jesus, fuck. If, anyway, if somebody bad. comes home, I, and there's a jet lag involved too, but if somebody sleeps for two days, you guys call a doctor. Like, that's yeah. not a normal. I, I know. <laughs> like, they <laughs> might be well, dead. Nikhil is a doctor and they've been like they've been like giving her pills and stuff I'm sorry you're right everybody in this family does seem to be a doctor BJ is also a doctor Nikhil's a doctor BJ's a doctor never mind she thinks Vikram's a doctor although he's fucked off this family does not need to call a doctor everybody is doctors (laughs) yeah they've been consulting each other for a while so then 
All right. So she wakes up and Nikhil is there. And after being like, Uma Atia is thinking about telling everybody to like we're canceling the wedding and stuff mm-hmm. and like we're canceling all the stuff before that oh she's my like God. what a you're, drama. gosh you're so dramatic yes. and they're like dude you slept for two days but you don't cancel a wedding because a I cousin mean, yeah. is sick yeah fair. that's crazy anyway but this is where nikhil is like especially not a wedding like this maybe. the level of planning the sheer number of dinners i'm sorry no okay keep going no i know well and the true love that jen and also nikhil that true love show. that they do have yeah. Like all at every turn, they're always like joyfully making out yeah. and stuff. It's really nice. Yeah. Where is they were? That they were a bright spot. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read that. I would love to read their anyway. Yes. So they can't be in the Bollywood series because, no. as you so deftly pointed out, they are not in Bollywood. They are not. All right. Okay. So then this is where he's like, "Hey, you should maybe think about staying away from Vikram. Like, you can't start things up with him. You don't know everything." Then mm-hmm. she gets really mad at him. Yeah. And she realizes even in the moment, I love this. I love this when characters do this because I do the exact same thing where she's like, I know that what I'm thinking right now is irrational. <laughs> and yet here I am because she's never she's never told me kill the truth. Even he doesn't know about all the shit. And so she's like, he should know that I would never intentionally hurt Vikram. And even though every single th- word that has come out of my mouth has been lies to support it, and all of the evidence that he's seen also supports this conclusion, he should know me better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And she knows she's being ridiculous. And now, they make her go down and sit on the couch because they moved the dinner here to mm-hmm. their house instead of canceling it. And then Vikram comes in to but get a vegetable like, plate. How about she just doesn't go to that dinner? Like, I know. How about one they member of so your much, huge though. family just, why? They no never one get to see her. Heard from her. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's true. So Uma Atia and okay. Vijay Kaka have both like been to Mumbai to visit her. Totally. Right? But imagine that you have a cousin. <laughs> okay. They're basically siblings. Two months out of the year, they sure, were siblings. Sure, 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 sure. I'm not talking about Uma. I'm not talking about Nikhil. All right? Those okay, two okay. are out of this. Imagine yeah. the rest of this family. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge yeah, yeah. family. You've got a cousin who was with... Well, I guess they don't know about the... They don't know about the Vicky thing. They don't know about it. Okay. All right. Never mind. All right? Because I'm just like, think about a cousin who so <laughs> fully betrayed your cousin. <laughs> And then went off to fucking Mumbai and just starred in movies for like 10 years and didn't give a shit about your family. And then they're like, she's sleepy. Let's move the dinner. (laughs) Like, are you fucking kidding me? Because Miss Princess Bollywood is sleepy because she ran too far. We've got to move the dinner. Okay, princess. Meanwhile, you just said that if uh, someone sleeps for two days, you should immediately call a doctor. So, like, yes, side, Aaron. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Somebody calls a doctor. She needs an attendant, but also everyone okay. else gets to live their lives normally. Yeah, we don't cancel fair. weddings. We don't move dinners or whatever. <laughs> like, we we attend to her health needs and yes. also go about our lives. The world keeps yeah. spinning. It's very You're weird right. to me. But, you know, they right. don't know about the Vikram thing, so I'm, I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> so Vikram comes in to, like, get the vegetable tray. Yes. And then, I don't know, he looks at her toe, and that makes yeah, there's him like remember. A, there's, like, a toe. <laughs> she has a scar. <laughs> it's like a toe, <laughs> toe. Where they and are, like, making because... out, and they dropped a hammer. 
It's yeah. a it's a metaphor. Is it? I think. Is it a metaphor? I don't know. What I don't it know. Is. Okay, so let's move on from the. He tone. has this really uh, guilty look on his face, and then Mira comes in, and she's like, "Oh no, my boyfriend, who's been acting really fucking suspect Super around this weird. around this lady I just met." And keep in mind, Mira now- was there when he carried her back too. No, she. Yes, she was. No, she wasn't. Yeah, I think she was. Really? I, I, I'm, it, I'm like twenty percent sure she was. <laughs> I'm at least eighty percent sure she wasn't. <laughs> Eight zero. So she probably was. Sure. I think. <laughs> and that should even make her more suspicious. I'm getting loopy. We've been here too long. I know. How I'm telling you, this is a two parter. Nothing even happens in this book. So much. That's the problem. It seems like nothing happens, but so much but happens. Like, also, my butt story took a long time. <laughs> you spent so long on that butt story. Right, I'll okay. tell you that. He sees that toe. He sees it. He's, a, he's he feels, a big guilt. Mira's yeah, there. Yeah, he has. And then Mira's like, why does he have a big guilt in his face? So then Mira's like, hey, Vikram, everybody in this other room over here is waiting for that vegetable tray. (laughs) So (laughs) can you please get away from the lady that you protest too much around? Why do we all have platters when we don't need to have platters? It's very (laughs) weird. Yeah. So so he's like, I'll be there in a minute. And she's like. But you could come now because I am sort of asserting my girlfriend dominance uh-huh. over you. And he's like, I will be there in a minute. And she's like, humph. And so she grabs the vegetable tray away from him and like fucks off. And so then Mira's like, you need to go after her. Or Rhea is like, you need to go after her. And he's like, I will. And I don't remember why he stays. I think he says like, like running that far was a bad choice. You need to think about the consequences of your choices yeah. before you make them and she's like in her brain she's like har 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 as as if i haven't thought about the consequence of every choice that i've made and then can you imagine this is where we find out that he dropped the hammer on her because she surprised him with a kiss and it was another dun 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 mic drop chapter end for me and again didn't didn't really (laughs) go anywhere can you you imagine what it's like for mira after he's already been behaving this way where he just sits and stares at this woman's feet for long (laughs) enough where she has to physically remove what's in his hands (laughs) yeah poor mira poor mira and she's just regular and like cool she's just a she's just a a happy-go-lucky person she's good at art you know she's nice she's just yeah she's just looking for a nice dude to settle down Mm -hmm. with Mm-hmm. And I would read her book. Mira seems awesome. Yeah, I mean, so do Rhea and Vikram, but just uh, not right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's a big angst. That if I just met Rhea, that like I would. I don't know that I like Rhea that much because we're in her head. I understand yeah. why Rhea is the way that she is. But if sure. I were an attendee at this wedding, I would be like, Ugh, Rhea's a real drag. Am I right? You know, like. <laughs> No, but she always talks about turning on her movie star charm. That is true. That is true. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that if we didn't know anything about her, she would just seem like... You think she'd do a big charisma and we would be, like, delighted by her? Yes, definitely. okay. Yeah, definitely. Especially when, you guys, spoiler alert, they get together for a minute and, like, Mm. then she's, like, effervescent Oh, then she's great. Yeah. Yeah. Once once his magic penis gets up in her and delivers the... Then she's just... The magic. 
I she's yeah, great. But the I, shot of that sperm medication, <laughs> you know, she's a Gigglesaurus Rex after that. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking for like the first half of this book when she's like at this wedding and she's just mm. so so much all the time being like yeah gosh if she were at this wedding i'd be like that bitch am i right and that would be really mean because <laughs> i would not know all of the shit she's been through and, and, and is dealing yes. with but i can i couldn't help thinking like if i were at this wedding i'd be like that bitch went on another run and now we've got to move <laughs> the dinner yeah that, yeah, that like, would be a lot of that kind of thing like yeah. i think i i think i would have been a real bitch to <laughs> I, I, I hate that that's true but i think i would have been yeah you don't like um you don't like putting other people out and so you I go don't. out of your way to make sure that you don't put other people out yeah i feel like yeah i'd be like oh we've got to all do this because ria's got another migraine because she mm-hmm. hasn't eaten in three days Right. Ooh, like let's all change our plans and like leave dinner to take home Rhea. <laughs> I really feel like that would be my attitude, which is really bad. Uh, that just goes to show you guys, you never know what people are dealing with. You don't. Things can look bubbly and wonderful on the outside and there can be a, a well of pain underneath. You never know. Yeah. So then she like gets a text from her agent and she's going to do the action movie. Yeah. Even though she doesn't want to and she hasn't looked at the script. She just like sort of wants to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning she goes downstairs and Vikram nods at her in a very civil, congenial way. Mm-hmm. And she sort of nods back. And then um, she tries to put her hair up in a bun with a chopstick. Been here, right? Where like <laughs> you do something a thousand times and then it just doesn't work. So it falls out and her hair does a Beautiful. a sultry tumble down Silky her shoulders. Hair. Oh, tumble, 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 tumble. And then he does a very heated eye at her. Yeah, he does a smolder. Ooh, yeah. And then he makes her the perfect cup of coffee. Oh, also he goes down to his knees to grab the chopstick. Yes. And then he can only put it on the counter between them instead of handing it right to her because I think he just can't can't deal with it. Oh, he can't open that gate for Uh, himself. Bing, bing, bong, coffee. Yeah. Two drops of cream? Fuck you, Rhea. (laughs) That's another thing. If I would have been in this coffee or in this ah. coffee in this kitchen and saw him put two drops of cream in her coffee and her be like mm, it's it perfect thank you just like i like the cream i would have been like is it fuck two- you <laughs> <laughs> two drops of cream is it does it say two drops i, I want you to get out your kindle <laughs> i don't think it says that i think it says like a dollop or you know it's oh, like man, a- if it doesn't i'm in big trouble <laughs> I think if maybe Aaron did a project. Yeah, here's the thing. Cream isn't going to get me <laughs> there because everything's cream colored in this book. Oh, yeah. Coffee might. Okay. He only makes her coffee a couple of times. And we are currently in chapter 13. So look that up. Oh, wait. It's doing this dumb thing. Okay, hold on. The problem with you finding it, Mel, is oh. I'm not going to believe you. I'm going to have to Ready? All right. No. no, you're so happy. No. Vikram dropped a spoonful of sugar and a few drops of cream into the coffee. Aaron is vindicated. Fuck you, Rhea. <laughs> like, he's got a little eyedropper because just too much cream is just too much for oh, Rhea. That's not what it's like it's and you know the it. perfect amount of cream for Rhea. It's just like a couple little drops. I just, I, I would be that's the biggest bitch for her. Like. I just know I would. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big mischaracterization. <laughs> can you but can you see me in this kitchen? 
You would. You would be side-eyeing her hard. <laughs> I would side-eye her so hard that I would wait for her to look at me while side-eyeing her. <laughs> you would. Drops also, of cream. quick reality check. Bing, boom, bong. Reality check with Melody. Anything more. It's just too you much. You would stop it. You would, A, not watch intently enough to see how much cream he put in her coffee. And B, you would not hear the, her internal monologue about how he makes it just the way she likes it. Okay. And Number one. Blur, 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 blur. Are you trying to say I'm not observant? No, I'm just saying that you wouldn't be like I am observant as fuck. First of all. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> I don't care who I'm judging in this situation. Either it's Vikram for putting drops of cream in her coffee. Or it's her for, like, my perception that that's how she likes her coffee. But somebody's getting red. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter which one it is. I, you know, my assumption is that it's going to be her because that's how she takes it. Because Vikram made coffee for everybody. And he just put the easiest little bit of cream in her. You know hers. how I, What's up? I thought that it was like you hold the can of, of cream or the, the mug of cream, whatever it is. And you you do like a a quick pour, like a bloop, 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 instead of like an eye drop. Oh, I'm thinking of like droplets. I'm thinking of like rain. No, it's not like that, you ding dong. That what you're talking about. It's like a bloop, bloop. We have to write a a letter to Sonali (laughs) Dev, clearly. (laughs) We have some questions about your book. None of them have anything to do with the rich tapestry of culture that you've painted. Um, what we want to know is exactly how much cream is in Rhea's coffee. That's what we Did want to know. Did he get an eyedropper we out? We have no questions about this wedding or the ceremony or the saris no. or the food. None. Mm-mm. But what we do need to know is, is Rhea a bitch for how she takes her coffee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We have to be done, right? We can't keep yeah, going. We- we can't we're sorry was this good i don't know was this okay (laughs) i'm sorry honestly i don't know we tried we did (laughs) that was a bit of a that was a bit of a desperate laugh i just Uh, sorry guys i don't know anyway you you got that butt story you got that butt (laughs) story out of it (laughs) should we try to get through this scene what is this scene? They decide to go do the vows. The end. There you go. No. <laughs> they decide Vicky and Rhea are going to go read up those vows. There's two kinds yeah. of vows and they're going to go pick them out together. That's where we'll pick up in the next episode is them picking out vows. Which which ones Jen and Nikhil are going to use. Yeah. That's what we're doing. And the reason we have to is because she's the best at the language. So who, Rhea? Yep. Well, and it could have been Vikram. They need they need somebody who's good at the language and they need somebody who's good at vows because she's very like Vikram could just go. And they're like, no, he can't pick our vows. We need a lady. 
No, I don't think he can read it as well as she does. I, I thought she wanted him to go alone. Maybe that's the reason they have them both go. But she she did a no, big protest. No, she wanted Nikhil and Vikram to go oh, together. And she and Jen go I to see, the other I thing. See. She wanted but to neither through. Nikhil or Vikram are Understood. good at, I Understood. think, reading Got it. the language. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, because like, she talks a lot about how Vikram's Marathi is accented, like American accented. Yeah. But she, you know, born and raised in India, schooled there, all of that. Yep. So anyway, that's where we're going to pick up. So Aaron, I promise you, HBs, they are going to fall in love. And there is going to be some sizzling hot kisses and sexy times. Yes. This sexy time, go. it's nice. It's a nice. (laughs) It's a nice. It's nice. All right, Aaron, do you have a lady love? (sighs) You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Mine is... We've said it before, and I'll say it again. Take care of your mental health, you guys. It's really important. And, uh, you know, I've I've sort of alluded to it, so I figure I'll talk about it a little bit more. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty good right now. A couple of months ago, I made the leap, and I went to my GP, and I was really scared because I got a lot of... Uh, anti-med messaging when I was, you know, growing up. But I went to my GP and I was like, something's got to give. I'm wondering if I can try out an SSRI of some sort. Or like, that's not how I said it. Like we talked about my symptoms and then she was like, do you want to try an SSRI? So I faced my fear and I'm honestly pretty proud of myself. And I made the leap and so I'm currently taking some meds to help out and I was especially scared because I am breastfeeding and like I I just you know I just worry but she put me on the preferred SSRI for breastfeeding and between that and not being on the constant PMDD train that Mm -hmm. my IUD put me on because I I sort of did it simultaneously. I was I was super fed up. And so I had my IUD taken out and I went to my GP and I got on Zoloft. And <laughs> so for the past couple of months, this was early December, I've been a lot better. I still obviously have my struggles and I'm working through it, but I'm also on a wait list for to get back into talk therapy. And I'm like looking at different avenues to like get back there because my my therapist um, retired. So anyway, that's where I'm at. And uh, this book was really hard because it felt like it was putting me back into the really negative mental spirals that one can get into when they're moderately depressed or, you know, depressed at all. And it it's a lot. I should have done better. I, I felt like I you, you could not have known it. This was a thing. wreck. I thought that this was going to be whenever I see a celebrity book, I assume it's going to be like an upbeat contemporary. And I don't know why sure, sure, I sure. made that assumption. It's the same thing we did in Bully, where I thought that because it was YA, it was going to be <laughs> upbeat, which is not the case. Right. I just want you to know if I had known what this book was, I wouldn't have yeah. not put it in this lineup. No, I get that. And Aaron, I did not say any of that. I want you to completely take off the shackles of whatever guilt you're feeling right now. <laughs> Thanks. Because this is not an Aaron thing. It's totally okay. I know. I just, um, I, and, I feel a little bad I for making okay. you read this book. That's all. No, I know. No, and I'm doing okay. You know, mm-hmm. like, 
fuck, man. I'm looking at my kids and I'm giggling with them again. I've noticed and for a, a difference. while. Yeah, for a while that was not happening. Even though I would look at them and say to myself, logically, you are fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I know that what you're you're doing is so cute and hilarious, but for some reason I cannot feel it and I can't get past this veil of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And so I am doing way, 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 way better. This was just a bit of a reminder that I've had to kind of slog through and fight against Mm -hmm. in my journey to taking care of myself. Well, I've really noticed a change, too. Oh, good. And, the you know, the last big fight we had was about, like, I wasn't... (laughs) I wasn't telling you things because yeah. I was worried about your reactions, which was which right. was my problem. And I should have been, you know, just like, hey, r- reminder, we have to do this or that or like right. we need to correct this thing or something like that. And I wasn't telling you which upset you, which was super valid. And so I vowed that I was going to be better at telling you things mm-hmm. regardless of whether I was scared of how you were going to react to them. Yeah. And I've really noticed in the last couple of months that how I think you're going to react to something has not been has not been how you <laughs> have reacted in the past to things. Like, hey, reminder, we yeah. have to do this or that, and then I'm kind of racing myself for like, is this is this going to cause Melody right. to be really upset? And been, right. I've really noticed a difference. Oh, that makes me feel really good. Or maybe the idea that you were going to react in that way was just all in my head anyway, and that's my total <laughs> Actually, problem. I don't. Know. I have noticed that there have been a couple of times, even like long, long ago, when you were like, "I'm so scared to tell you this, but." I'm gonna tell you it and I was like okay cool let's let's work it out let's do it sometimes (laughs) in like the past maybe I just given you like medium news that I thought was like medium and not like bad and it hit you at the wrong time and that's that made me really gun shy but yeah anyway yeah I've noticed you've been much happier the last couple months which has made me happy it has been a lot better for my lady love I'm gonna plug our um spinoff groups I think on Facebook we have a lot of new spinoff groups so we have the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult, which we plug all the time. But there's a lot of like little little groups that are spinning out that are for like local. There's one for like if you're an HB and you're in Minnesota. There's HB crafty people. There's it's called abs 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 craft. Oh no, <laughs> that's, that's just, just the cover that. photo. <laughs> yeah, if, if you that. see abs 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 crafts, that's what that is. Yeah, it's HB crafty crew. And mm-hmm. when you were just talking about this, it reminded me of Cat C's great spinoff group, which is HB's for MH, which is the mental yeah. health group um, where people are very supportive. And there are a lot of also mental health practitioners in that group. So if right. you're out there and you're worried about like, how how do I even begin to think about going to therapy mm-hmm. or a counselor? And what are the barriers there as far as like uh, insurance and money and how to right. find the right one and what's a psychologist versus a psychiatrist versus a mm-hmm. licensed clinical social worker versus, you know, like all that stuff. Those a lot of people in there have those answers. And it's a really great right. group. HGB Geriatric Booze Cruise is one of the new ones, yes. which is about um, cocktails, cocktails and, and craft, craft beers. beers and stuff. What are the others? HB's here for the right reasons. HB's here for the right reasons, which is about The Bachelor. What, what, yeah. What's the role playing? The HB's uh, for RPGs. Is one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There there's a bunch. So if you yeah. if you are like, I don't know, in the geriatric friendship cult or are not, that you're interested in one of those things, they're out there. Are those all mm-hmm. of them? I feel like I may be neglecting some and like Ooh. I shouldn't. But I don't know. They're not coming. I know to we should have prepped this. No, I didn't though. I can I won't. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's uh, not gonna happen. And if you're going to KissCon this year, there's an HB KissCon group as well. HB KissCon yes. 2020. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we're going to be back with you next week with the exciting conclusion of mm-hmm. The Bollywood Bride. Yeah. Until then, you can find us on all the places. We are um, on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on Twitter at Heaving underscore Bosoms. On Facebook, we have a page, just Heaving Bosoms Podcast, then the aforementioned group, the Heaving Bosoms Podcast, Geriatric Friendship Cult, all the spinoff groups, which are amazing. Our website is heavingbosoms.com. And our Patreon, we're doing super fun shit there, is patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast. And we love you and we want you to take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Yeah, to enjoy. And if you don't want to read this book, don't read this book. Don't read this book if you but don't do, want to. But do, it's beautiful. I'm not saying it's don't read this book. But I'm just saying if you're in a place, don't read this book. Don't feel like you got to read this book. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love putting your whole <laughs> hand in your partner's butt at a public party on the day of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Says an atheist. Yes. I don't know why I was more offended. Yeah. It's so weird. There was also a lot of hors d'oeuvres at this party, which was kind of squeaking oh, out. Oh, no. Yeah. No, you can't have, you can't do that at a finger food it's party. It's kind of a forever unclean situation. <laughs> you know, it's like, even if she went right to the bathroom and washed her hands, which she did not, um, I, I just feel like there's no amount of washing that's going to, like, get that out of my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we talking about this again? Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, Melody. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, Erin. <laughs> Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.